Coming up on today's message with Pastor John. Things that the rest of the world may see as worthless has value to you and value to God. And that is all that matters. If God gave you the vision, you got to go on and do it. He wouldn't give you the vision without the provision. If God told you to start the business, start the business. If God told you to go back to school, go back to school. If God told you to reconcile that relationship, reconcile that relationship. Don't worry about how small or how bad the situation looks to others or on the outside. Allow what little you have to get God to use it and provide the increase. Turn with me, if you will, to the gospel according to Matthew, the 13th chapter. I'll be reading the 31st through the 33rd verse, and then the 44th through the 52nd verse. Again, that is Matthew 13, 31 through 33, and 44 through 52. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Another parable he, he being Jesus, put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air and uh, the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leaven. Verse 44, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in the field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, goes and sells all he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to sore, and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age, The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to them, have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he said to them, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and Old. God's word for God's people and God's people said, amen. Uh, for the time that is ours to share together, I want to talk a little bit about breaking news, breaking news. Pray with me, will you please? Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above. We thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way putting food on our tables, clothes on our backs, roofs over our heads, being in our right mind, Lord God. 
we thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above. Forgive us for any sins that we have committed by word, thought, or deed against your divine majesty. Help us to truly repent and turn away from those sins. Lord God, your humble servant comes before you again. I ask that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, every word I speak, everything that I think, be acceptable in your sight. Hide me behind your cross so that they do not see me, but they see Jesus. Allow your Holy Spirit to do a work once again in those who are hearers and doers of this word. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Uh, in this era, uh, this COVID pandemic, I will confess that I spend a lot of time watching for breaking news. I spend a whole lot of time. I've added a whole new set of websites uh, that I've bookmarked. So when I open up my browser, I can go to those sites, one of them being uh, some uh, the state COVID-19 dashboard. Uh, for Texas, another one being the Galveston County Health District webpage, because I would like to see what's going on in the state of Texas, along with what is going on in Galveston County. And I also follow these uh, places on Facebook and and other ways of social media. So if I'm on the internet, there's going to be some breaking news. I also follow some websites that have uh, news on them, uh, just depending on what it is, because I'm always waiting for the breaking news. Breaking news, XYZ number of new COVID cases today in Texas. Uh, XYZ new cases in uh, Galveston County. Uh, breaking news, the government is working on a new stimulus package that's going to be uh, X amount of trillions of dollars. Breaking news, there's an extension on the payroll protection loans. I'm always watching for those things because I want to know what's going on. And breaking news seems to be the way to get people's attention to the point that uh, even if they're not referencing an article, I've noticed some people on the internet will put breaking in front of what they had to say because they want you to pay attention to what they are talking about. Breaking news. Jesus came with a lot of breaking news in the Gospels as well. Uh, in the Gospel according to Matthew, often called the church-friendly gospel, uh, because Jesus was not as mean to the disciples in the gospel according to Matthew as a, we would say he was in, in, in uh, the gospel according to Mark. Uh, there, it's not a bad generation. He's not asking how long do I have to be with this generation as much. He's not calling people broods of vipers. The, the gospel according to Matthew is the church-friendly gospel. That's why it's first in the New Testament, even though Mark is actually older but he's here, and we, when we read in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 13, uh, that is what they'd call the third discourse. The third discourse uh, learned in cemetery, <clears throat> sorry, seminary. I learned in seminary that Matthew was divided up into five discourses, and this one being discourse number three, these long 
passages of scripture where Jesus is just talking about what's going on and, and trying to tell these people about the kingdom of God and the gospel according to Matthew, the chapter uh, 13, where the third discourse is, is often called the parabolic discourse because Jesus liked to speak in parables. Uh, and he would like to speak in parables because sometimes, even though I'm spitting all these $5 words from seminary, sometimes it takes plain language to plain people in order for them to understand. And so he was giving them examples of what the kingdom of God was like so that they could relate. That's why a lot of his parables were about sheep and shepherds and, and, and yeast and, and uh, women that were on their way to, to a wedding and things of that nature because he wanted the people to be able to learn. He didn't want to be able to not only learn but understand and internalize and, and you wouldn't be able to do that all the time with a, a high vocabulary. And so Jesus, is, he spoke in parables so that they could get the story, internalize the story, and be able to take it with them. But Jesus not only spoke about parables, but in this time he's also talking about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven was important to Jesus. Matter of fact, it was so important that in Matthew chapter 4, after he got out of the wilderness, Jesus, one of the first things that he said in Matthew chapter 4 is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's a funny word, at hand, when you look at it, both in the English and in the Greek. Uh, at hand can mean that it's coming but it can also mean that it's within arm's reach. And that's fitting for the kingdom of heaven when Jesus is talking about it because the kingdom of heaven is something that is coming and something that is within reach. Uh, uh, as some would like to say, it's both already and not yet. It's already because the work that Jesus did on the cross, being crucified and raised again on the third day with all power in his hands, is finished. That work is done. God set the order for his kingdom and how it's supposed to be ruled and how everything's supposed to be set in place. That's already set. So it is already. But then it's not yet because we're still waiting on our soon coming king to return. Uh, if we, as we recite the Apostles' Creed, we talk about that. We also believe that he's seated at the right hand of the Father and that he's going to come again to do what? Come and judge the quick and the dead. So we believe that the kingdom of God is set in place from what God and what Jesus did beforehand, but we also mean that it's also coming, so it's already and not yet. The work of Jesus is done, but Jesus is coming back uh, Again, the order of the kingdom has been set, uh, but the final victory is coming or kind of like watching a sports uh, competition, a basketball game or a football game or a baseball game or whatever form of sport you like to enjoy. Uh, and there's a clearly superior team. There is a team that is clearly better than the other one. And it's a blowout. It's a blowout, but the game's not over just yet. We all know who's going to win the game in the end. We all know what the final score is going to say. We are just trying to get through the rest of the game until we get to that point. The game is over, pretty much. 
but the clock hasn't said zero, zero, so it's already and not yet. And so Jesus is telling them that the order has been set, but there are still some things to be done. And Jesus is trying to explain this to the people over and over again. And he's doing it over and over again in Matthew chapter 13. He sets some examples about some mustard seed and some yeast, and he talks about merchants, and he talks about dragnets or, or, or fishing, so to speak, and so on. And the interesting thing about all of these examples is that there is some bad mixed in with the good. Uh, <laughs> there is some small mixed in with the large. There is some invaluable things, uh, or, or, or things that are valuable, rather, and things that are not valuable. It's all mixed in together. It's not all the way good. It's not all the way bad. There are some things that can go both ways. We just got to figure out how to separate it right now. Uh, a mustard seed is small. It can almost be forgotten. Matter of fact, when I was looking up how mustard seeds grow, I understood that they find somehow find their way mixed in with other seeds so that people think they're casting out one kind of seed, but there's some mustard seed mixed in it. And when that mustard seed grows, it grows and almost takes over what's going on. It's mixed in, but it's small and almost forgotten about. Leaven is evil as well. Leaven is not considered uh, good. Uh, leaven in the Bible times is not the same kind of leaven that goes on today. It's not the same kind of yeast that is used. Yes, they do the same thing. They rise the bread up. But the, when we talk about leaven today versus leaven back then, it's a little different. See, in the Bible times when they made leaven, what they actually did was the bread that you ate today. They would take a piece off of that and set it to the side and let it spoil and then they would take that piece of bread that they let spoil today. And when we get to the next day, they come and mix that back in with the dough <laughs> that they're making for the bread today. And because that spoiled bread got mixed in, that's what makes the bread rise uh, back then during the Bible times. It wasn't just something that came in it. It was actually spoiled bread being mixed in. But that was dangerous, right? Because... If you didn't put enough in your bread, it wouldn't raise the bread and the bread would be no good. But if you put too much in, everybody got a case of food poisoning going on. You have the bad that is mixed in with the good. Too much leaven and everybody has food poisoning. When they were talking about using the dragnet in the text and, and getting the haul, even though it says good and bad in English, in the Greek, they were literally talking about rotting things. And so the rotting things were in the things that were bad. So the good and the bad were mixed together. Merchants, when they talked about it in the Bible, did not have a, a good reputation then. They had the, a, a reputation that would be similar to what we call a used car salesman reputation these days. They, they don't have the best thing. And so I think about that when I look at today, because even in the bad times, Jesus was trying to tell, I mean, even in the Bible times, rather, Jesus was trying to tell them that there's going to be some good mixed in with the bad. And, and, and there's some good mixed in with the bad right now. When I look at 
a public health crisis that somehow is still politicized. I see the good and the bad mixed together. You have people on one side saying that this is a man-made disease. And, and it was originated in a lab in China. You, and then you have other people that not only won't trust that, if there's a vaccine that comes out, they won't trust that. You got people that somehow feel uh, that, that a mask is, is somehow some sort of violation of their rights and their freedoms, even though they love this country so much. I, I, can I stop right here just for a moment since I'm on this top when you're talking about things mixed in with things and you're worried about this public health crisis and somehow this mask is used to control everybody. If you got a cell phone, if you got any kind of credit or debit card, if you have a computer, if you have if you had any kind of loan, if you have any kind of smart device, if you have anything that is connected to the Internet you are already being tracked. There is no way they would need to have to get you to wear uh, masks that they're selling disposable 50 for $5 at the local drugstore to control you. You've already been controlled. Unless you don't have a bank account, don't have a car, don't have a loan, don't have anything with any kind of uh, electronic chip in it that connects to another, that connects to a network device, you are already being watched. But there's good mixed in with bad because the unfortunate part is that the people out here who flunked math and science barely got out of school flunking math and science are getting just as much run as people who are that are medical doctors and have been fighting infectious diseases forever. I can see the good mixed in with the bad. When, when, there's, a, when there's a police officer that kills an unarmed African-American person, I see the good mixed in with the bad because people always say, oh, no, it's not all officers. And I believe that. I, I truly do. But I do have a problem if the so-called good officers don't say anything. I can see the good mixed in with the bad. I can see the good mixed in with the bad with the church. There are some people here who care more about positions than they do to proclaim the word of God. There are people out here who care more about getting their name on a plaque than sharing the gospel with other people. There are people in here who say that the church is the only army that shoots their wounded. We are more concerned about acting like a country club than we are trying to get out here and let people know about Jesus. I can see when Jesus is talking about this good being mixed in with the bad and I can see that he's letting everybody know that no matter where you go, it's not always going to be perfect. There are going to be some great people mixed in with some bad people. There's going to be some great things mixed in with some bad things. They're all mixed Together, bad mixed in with good. You can say that about a lot of things and sometimes it may even seem like the bad outweighs the good. And that the good is so small that it cannot make a difference. But the good news is, is that God can take what little you have 
and do more with it than you ever could. God is able to provide the increase. You just have to use what little you have for him. That small amount of leaven, even though if it's not enough, it's bad, and if it's too much, it's bad. But that small amount of leaven, when the text says that it grew to three measures, we hear three. Uh, but three measures in, 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 in those times would be more closer to like 10 gallons. Uh, that small little piece of leaven that he's talking about putting in when he says that the kingdom of heaven is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was all leaven. That three measures, that 10 gallons almost could feed over 100 to 150 people. God will provide the increase. That mustard seed, although it is small, can grow to a bush that can extend almost 10 to 15 feet tall and take over an entire field. The things that the rest of the world may see as worthless has value to you and value to God, and that is all that matters. If God gave you the vision, you got to go on and do it. He wouldn't give you the vision without the provision. If God told you to start the business, start the business. If God told you to go back to school, go back to school. If God told you to reconcile that relationship, reconcile that relationship. Don't worry about how small or how bad the situation looks to others or on the outside. Allow what little you have to get God to use it and provide the increase. God gave you the vision and go forth with that vision. As long as you know God and you know your stuff, it will be all right. It may be something that looks like it is not valuable at all. That's why he talks about the person hiding it. Uh, hiding it and in, in, in the in merchant finding the pearl of high regard. It's not valuable to some other people, but it's very valuable to us. The hidden treasure as well is our salvation. Uh, it may not be valuable to everybody else, but it is important to us. We have to be like the scribe. When it says, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Uh, the scribes during that time knew the Bible because they had to copy it. We ought to be spending time in our word if we want to understand the kingdom of heaven. We ought to be spending more time with God, even though that may not seem valuable to other people. It's valuable to us and it's valuable to God. So it looks strange, but we as Christians are to be in the world, but not of the world. So we don't have to act like we're better than anybody else. Just understand that something that we hold on to, everybody else won't feel is valuable. But it's still up to us to do the work and share it. Just not look down at those who won't receive it. These scribes knew the word of God. They copied it. And they told. And we ought to be able to know the word of God. Copy it into our hearts and be willing to share it with other people because we don't want to get separated. And we don't want anybody to get separated. 
but there is going to be a separation. Whether we would like it or not, it's not my words, but it's, it's the text. The, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind. But when it was full, they drew the sword, they sat down and gathered the good into vessels and threw the bad away. I'm not separating them. The text is. He says later on that the angels will come forth and separate the wicked from among the just and cast them into a furnace of fire and there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I'm not separating them. That's the text. The, 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 but we have to be able to, we have to be willing rather to allow God to take what's in us and use us to spread the word of God. I'm only preaching once a week. Some of you all preach a sermon every day. Some of you are the only sermon that some people will ever hear. Some of you are the only Bible that some people will ever read. You are the definition or someone's definition rather of a Christian. You ask them what you ask anybody what you think a Christian is. I guarantee they have a person in mind when they answer that question. So Jesus' breaking news is that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here already, but it's also coming. And the good news is about this breaking news is that there is still time. There is still time to turn your life over to Jesus. There is still time to get to know him as your Lord and Savior. There is still time to know that the word says that if you confess your mouth, confess with your mouth rather, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. There's still time to know that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Well, pastor, I don't know that much about Jesus. Well, there's time to get to know that much about Jesus and there is still time to allow what little bit you have to allow God to expand it and provide the increase a little bit of leaven a little bit of leaven and God will provide the increase in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.